This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, the preview show. Well, it's Derby County. We had to do it the hard way. We've got to go to Hillsborough and get a result. Um, a draw will be enough, hopefully. Whether we do that, we'll, we'll have to see. But I'm joined tonight by Stevie from the Wednesday Week to talk about the upcoming game um, and everything Sheffield Wednesday. Stevie, how you doing, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good, Jamie. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, looking forward to the weekend. Um, had a bit of a chat just a moment ago off air, didn't we? I'm, I'm hoping that it wouldn't have been as, as quite quite as critical as it, it's going to be for, for you, yourselves. And uh, we were hoping that it'd be a little bit more of a dead rubber this weekend, but it's not worked out that way. Well, that's Derby County for you, Stevie. Um, <laughs> we seem to to do this most seasons and, yeah, it is the Derby way, as Paul Warren alluded to in his post-match press conference after after Pompey. But we've got some history. We've definitely got some history. So there's going to be uh, there's going to be lots on offer for us, I guess. And like we said off air, it, it gives us a chance to, to have a little look at each other um, and, and work each other out potentially ahead of that that big game. Um, in a couple of weeks' time, a week's time. So just want to talk to you tonight about, obviously, Wednesday and, uh, and and hear a bit more about your thoughts on the season, players, staff. We'll obviously talk about Big Dave as well, uh, Darren Moore. Um, one of, probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in all, in all, in all seriousness. He's a, he's a really good guy. So I'm sure we'll have a chat about him as well. Yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely. But firstly, just just sum up the season for me. Oh, um, where do you start on a, a 25, 30 minute podcast? Uh, the season that was Sheffield Wednesday um, started off relatively well. We, we we've we've obviously come down the the, the year before um, and made a, a sort of a push for um, the playoffs last season, going out to Sunderland. Um, it was a, a little bit of a year on reflection, a year of consolidation last season. Uh, we achieved probably in line with expectations. Um, historically, if we've come down to the third tier, it normally takes us two years to get back up um, the last two times that we've come down. So um, we ended the season, although it was disappointment and heartache uh, of last year, um, of not going back up. Um, with a little bit of optimism, you know, a feeling that this year was the year we had a, 
you know, that stereotype of being a big club with a, a strong squad and a big budget. And, you know, the, the, the transfer business that Moore had done in the summer was, was A1. We were, we were well, well happy with it. Um, and then we, we, you know, everything that we, we wanted to, to sort of come to pass has actually come to fruition. We, we've, we've broke records left, right and centre this season. Um, record po- uh, record points, record undefeated streaks, 23 games unbeaten, uh, beating teams left, right and centre. Uh, the darlings of uh, the EFL, if you like, from everything you'd see on a sa- Saturday sort of evening. Darren Moore, this Sheffield Wednesday run. Uh, fantastic. I think we'd seen at some point mid-February that we, we were 95% guaranteed to um, win the league at a canter. And we were... We were well ahead of Ipswich, we were well ahead of uh, Plymouth, we were well ahead of the teams in and around the playoffs and then the wheels fell off and it, it, we we didn't just sort of hit a bad run, we didn't hit uh, a, a sort of a wobble, we we absolutely capitulated um, starting um, with the defeat at Barnsley which was competitive, we were good there. Um, and then the one that the majority of our fan base will never be able to get over was the Forest Green defeat um, the, the, the weekend after that. And we just seem to have struggled to have recovered from it. Um, abject performances. Uh, it seemed like we had no plan B. Um, the, the, you know, the, the things just got really desperate when, when, player, uh, when teams and um, teams were going in front. We were, we were struggling to, to break them down. It was almost like we'd been uh, found out because we'd gone from playing free-flowing flow, football um, and looking really, really dominant and being able to sort of pass teams apart. Um, Darren Moore's got a cliche of having a, a low block that people like to come against us and sort of set up. And it seems more and more people, more and more teams have seemed to have done that over the last few uh, games. Um, and it's cost us. It has. Um, and right up until uh, sort of Saturday, that we were still clinging on to that little bit of hope that we'd be able to, um, you know, see it over the line because we've, we've, we've found a little bit of form again. Uh, but unfortunately, it was too little too late. And, you know, as I said, 93 points as it stands at the moment. We could finish this season with a, over two points a game average, which will be a record. Um, we've got our record points haul um, and it still won't be enough. And what do you say about that, really? It's it's absolutely an incredible story. As a Wednesday fan, it's just this is the most Sheffield Wednesday way of not getting promoted. Yeah, I mean, we sat on podcasts months ago and said look Wednesday are up that there's no catching them when we were having that good good bit of form and then we had a bit of a blip and we'd look at the table and think yeah Wednesday are are definitely up and then it's one of Ipswich Plymouth I mean we're all saying yeah it's probably going to be Ipswich Ipswich and Wednesday are are up and yeah that they're setting the pace really they're setting the tone so it has been quite a surprise what is I mean is it bittersweet amongst the fan base then is it a case of yeah, we are looking at it and looking at the records and 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 I suppose accepting that it's been a good season. However, we're not in that we're not in that kind of top two. What's the feeling amongst the fans? It's 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 tough. It's tough at the moment. Um, you know, to be where we were and be on the run that we've been on and that sort of that that feeling and outward facing other teams sort of had that vibe as well, like yourselves, that we were we were done and dusted, we were home and hosed. Um, the way that we've sort of fallen away and Darren Moore has been quite divisive over the last two years amongst the fan base because of the last minute goals that we've conceded because of the points that we've dropped against teams in the lower end of um, of League One because of some of the, the decisions that he's made in terms of the 
the, the the players that he's played in certain positions at times. Marvin Johnson being a prime example, um, spent time on last season, although he's a, a wide left player that we've converted into a left wing back, spent spent time at the start of last season playing centre-half, uh, which was, you know, a, an absolute left field call. And for those sorts of reasons, there are people that are more of the hardcore fan base at, at Sheffield Wednesday have kind of, they, they, they don't necessarily support more um, as much as you, you'd expect to have uh, a manager in the position that he is um, being supported. Um, and the way that things have fallen away, um, there was a constant sort of shout amongst the Twitter, um, the, the SWFC hashtag on Twitter, um, that we needed more out. Even when the run was starting to pick up around about Christmas time, we dropped a couple of points. The nil-nil against yourselves at Pride Park was... It didn't go down well amongst the fan base. It was boring football. It was, we should be better than this. We should be winning the league at Canter. There's an arrogance amount amongst Sheffield Wednesday fans that um, can, you know, it, it, it can it can divide us. Um, however, uh, late January, the Newcastle winning the FA Cup, um, the run that we went on, it, it got everybody together and we were, we were fully behind them. Um, even after the Barnsley game, you know, we were applauding. It wasn't necessarily a bad performance when when, when the run came to an end. Um, we were left a little bit shell-shocked at Forest Green. And then those those draws against Oxford, against Lincoln, um, in the rain against Cheltenham have, have, have cost him that goodwill, if you like. And um, unfortunately, in the minute, the fan base is... They they're feeling hurt. We are feeling hurt as a, a you know as a, as a as a group. We we have the league in our hands and um, I've been watching Sheffield Wednesday for near on forty years. Um, I've never seen us win a league. Um, I've gone through generations of it. We we've not won leagues in you know sixty seventy years. Um, we haven't won a trophy since nineteen ninety one. Um, this was our year to even though it's only League One. This was our year to go and kick on and you know give us some memories and and you know win, win a league, get you know the open top bus, the the city hall sort of thing that you you, you like when you're a, a you know a hardcore fan. Having that taken away from us is it's a bit of pill to swallow, and we're we're finding it really difficult to come out of it the other side. So I think that leaves us vulnerable, um, not necessarily this weekend because I'm not sure how much from a Wednesday point of view it actually this weekend actually matters. We, we you know we're confirmed third um, going into the playoffs. We'll 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 be we'll be vulnerable. We will. Yeah, I mean, do you think that if it's not success through the playoffs, do you think it's Darren Moore's reign over? <laughs> that's the million pound question and it's one that we um, have debated for certainly over the last year or so we've been debating it a lot I'm, I'm very vocal I've, I've said for a long time he's got to get us up he's got to get us out of this league because um, if we aren't successful this year we, you know, we've got some excellent players that fly under the radar that may um, they'll be caught in interest from other teams. George Byers is one that I don't know how aware you are of George Byers, but whilst everybody's talking about Barry Bannon, um, we haven't recovered from losing George Byers against Portsmouth. He's the one that's pulling the strings. Um, he's the one that makes the team tick. We had a, a midfield three of Byers, Volks and Bannon, and with Byers out of the squad at the moment, they've all had time out over the, 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 the duration of the season, but it's Byers that we're missing. Uh, Windass up front has been a player that, you know, has, has been quite vocal about not wanting to play in League One. Um, over the last two three years, but stuck with us, and the, the the squad has basically said we want to to get up and then kick on. And if we don't go up, I think there's one or two of them that will sort of that, that will fall away. 
Uh, we're quite an old squad as well. Um, Stockdale has been in and around the goal. Um, we've got Flint at centre-half that we've got in from Stoke at the moment. Our two centre-forwards are both the wrong side of 30. Uh, Bannon's 32-33. So, you know, you, you have to ask the questions as to how sustainable it is to maintain this squad. Um, to go back to your original question, um, I personally have done a bit of a, a 180 on it. Um, I, I, I'm seeing it in the cold light of day for the success that this season has been. Um, I don't see next year being as successful if we don't go up, but I don't see anybody coming in at the moment that will do a better job. And I think that's the thing that is currying a lot of favour with more amongst those, fan, those those people in the fan base that are sort of saying we need to retain him because I don't think there's anything better out there. Um, we're not going to entice Paul Warren from Derby. Uh, and obviously he was at, he was at Rotherham last year and has done a stellar job. We're fully aware, and we looked last year when Rotherham went up of what a fantastic man manager he is, a fantastic guy that he is in terms of the job that he does. He's the kind of manager that we'd want to come in and replace um, Darren Moore. But I don't think they they're out there at the moment, so it's 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 a difficult one. Um, personally, I'd retain him, but I think I'm in the minority at the moment. Okay. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I'm, I'm definitely. I mean, you'd be shocked to to see that um, there are some worn out people among our fan base. But I mean, when we've got a fan base, I guess there's a lot of similarities between Wednesday and Derby at the moment. What you've mentioned there, you know, players that um, should be probably playing higher league. You know, we've got the likes of Max Bird, Jason Knight. We've obviously got McGoldrick up front, who, you know similar to Barry Bannon is is just a a cheat code in this league and I hate using that word um because <laughs> because he's he banded about too much but he yeah, yeah he's um he's a special player so yeah I do see a lot of similarities between between Derby and and Wednesday and um, looking forward to the game then uh obviously like we've said previously it's 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 got a lot on the line for for Derby we're going to obviously come and have to have to play, have to get a result. Do you see it as a a bit of an occasion to rest players, to try different things, or do you think you're going to see a team that's that's Darren Moore, seen Darren Moore through this season? I think I think we we we've struggled in the last sort of two or three months with injuries. So in terms of resting players, I think that's difficult anyway. Um, we, we we're going to play with what we've got. Um, I think it's very difficult because we've now we're now finding that momentum after having that poor run. We've won three on the bounce. Um, chopping and changing at this stage is a very risky game, um, and the players that we'd be bringing in for the players that we'd be leaving out aren't necessarily those that are going to be featuring on the twelfth, I believe it is, in that first playoff uh, game that we play. Um, personally, I, I, you'll not like me for saying this. I, I have no desire to play Derby County in the playoffs because. Uh, we don't have a very good record at Pride Park. I think you, you, you know, the side that you are, um, the record that we've got against Derby in general is is one that means that we, as a, as as a club, we don't or supporters, we don't look forward to playing Derby um, because it's it's one of those where you you always seem to have the upper hand on us over the last few years. Um, sorry, I'll say it. It would be nice if we could beat you and um, <laughs> and Barnsley and Barnsley do us a favour by dipping against Peter, but I don't see that happening. Um, and I see us seeing a lot more of each other each other over the next few weeks. But I think we've got to go in there and, and, and make a statement. I, I think our fan base, as yours would be in the same situation, will demand um, that you go in and, and finish the season on a high and then take that into 
uh, into the playoffs. We went to Shrewsbury on uh, on Saturday and it was a real anticlimax at the end. Uh, we won the game quite quite comfortably. It was one of the better performances that we've had in the last few months. Uh, but the you know the news was out before the, before full time. We knew that Ipswich were four 0 up after twenty five minutes or whatever it was. They were gone. Um, Plymouth, I think, were nil nil at half time, but scored early in the second half. And we were we were banking on an equaliser um, in the Plymouth game, but that didn't happen. So we knew that we had to keep going. Um, our fan base, being our fan base, took it all in good grace. Um, sang the, the the you know we messed we were top of the league and we've messed it up. Caser uh, Sarah we're going to Wembley, gave it all of that, um, and then at full time, the players didn't know what to do, and our fan base, God bless them, they screamed the hearts out and they gave them the biggest cheer possible, and that brought the players over, as if to say, right, we are where we are, and now we've got to kick on and go and do something in the playoffs. Um, and I think for that reason, and the the feedback that we've we've got in the post match from the players and, and and Darren Moore, I think he's going to go out there and he's going to want to win the game. He's going to want to go in and uh, put in a performance and get some momentum. So I don't see him um, resting players. We've got Hekwe at centre half who's come back in um, after having six seven months out injured. He, he's been out injured since October. Had his first start on Saturday. So take him into the playoffs and potentially uh, putting him in contention for a potential Wembley. Uh, appearance he's going to need minutes uh, Windass got the last five ten minutes he's been out since Bolton I think it was um, towards the end of our unbeaten run uh, at the start of March so he's going to need minutes as well um, one or two of them are looking tired um, but I think I, I think we'll we'll put out a, compet- a competitive side on some, Sunday it's not what I wanted to hear Stevie I was <laughs> you to say that, uh, yeah you're going to be resting and playing the kids but no, it's understandable, and I think we we kind of um, you know on the pod and when I've been speaking to to kind of friends, it, uh, you know, it's all set up to to be a really good game. So um, I, I don't see anything anything different than two full strength teams going going at it and and seeing what they can mm. gain from each other. I guess with mm. the with the hope, I suppose, from Derby's side of, of playing you again twice in in quick succession. Um, Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We always talk on these pods about the danger men. Um, and normally I get one or, or two names from uh, people I'm speaking to. I, I reckon you could probably talk me through the whole team. But if you had to say, I suppose, two players that are going to cause Derby the most problems on Sunday, who, who would you say? Oh, um the the obvious the the obvious one if he turns up uh, Barry Bannon um, as as you've just said he he'll pull strings uh, left right and centre 
Um, so when he's fit and firing, um, he makes us tick. He really does. Um, Windass, I'm not sure, will start. If Windass starts, he, he'd be an important player for us as well. Um, and then it's a case of tossing a coin between the two lads up top. Uh, Smith um, has quietly gone about his business for us this season and is, is one goal away from being a 20-goal a season uh, this season. Uh, striker, which we've not had since Neil Meller in 2010, I think it was. Uh, but Lee Gregory is is the pivot that makes everything happen. Um, getting a little bit older now, a uh, bit of a journeyman. He's been around, um, but the ball sticks. It's like it's like Velcro, and he can bring people into play. He knows how to to old man defenders. He knows how to win fouls. He can, you know, he makes things happen for us. Um, so. If, if if pressed, I'd say it would probably be Gregory and Bannon would be the two players that you need to be looking out for. Um, Smith is a bit Marmite, uh, although he scored a hat-trick Saturday and he, he looked good. Um, he's been quite abject over the last few weeks, in my opinion. I think it's the one thing I always worry about when I see an ex-Derby player line up against us in a game that means something. You, you know, I think... Uh, I'll be betting on Lee Gregory to get the first goal, I think. Um, but yeah, I agree. I was really impressed with him when he was at he was at Derby. You know, lots of effort, like you said there. Um, can bring other players in, quite a smart player um, and, and knows where the back of the net is. I think I draw quite a lot of parallels. At the moment, I know I said it before, but I'm drawing a lot of parallels between your squad, our squad. Yeah. And I think the, the kind of the, the Hurahan versus Bannon battle in midfield, you know, having Gregory up against the the knowledge and experience of Curtis Davis is going to be is going to be a good watch as well. So, the more yeah. I talk to you, the more I'm looking forward to it. Albeit, I'm probably <laughs> going to be behind a, a couch somewhere watching uh, quite nervously. I, um, I, I I admit I'm much happier to be in our position on going into <laughs> Sunday than yours. I, I I really am, and it's interesting that you mentioned the. The, the, the sort of the parallels and the comparisons and the ex players coming back. We've 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 got two or three, haven't we? We've got Mendes Lang, who will Sunday will get a chorus of boos. He will get absolute dogs abuse on Sunday because the Wednesday fans will associate us conceding late against Sunderland with Mendes Lang and he's not tracking back. Um and I think I've seen a couple of bits this year where people have dropped on um social media clips of Mendes Lang not doing the work when he has when Derby haven't got the ball. Um, and that's what resonates with us as a fan base. Um, he's he's not he's not well thought of by Wednesday fans. Obviously, McGoldrick has has built the the, the latter stage of, of of his career across town, wearing red and white. Um, so he'll get a, a bit of a reception. And then you've got Wildsmith in goal as well, haven't you? Who you know, Sheffield Wednesday lad uh, came through the academy. Um, is a fan. Um, yeah, he's. He, I'd expect him to get a decent reception uh, from us on Sunday, but the other two, no. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's ammunition, though, isn't it? Like you say, Mendes Lang and McGoldrick going into that game. I think you obviously said um, about Smith that he's that he's marmite, and I feel exactly the same about Mendes Lang. I think he either is going to turn up at that game and and absolutely tear tear it apart, or he'll probably do something similar and, and not track back and yeah. um and do something similar that he did in the in the Sunderland game for you. So yeah, it, it, it's 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 kind of built up to be a such a such a big game. I think had it been a situation where you needed a result to get top two, it would have been even bigger of a of an event. And I did say on the pod, I think you know, Wildsmith going back to Hillsborough for the first time as a number one, you know, point to prove 
he's either going to have a, a really good game or, or probably a shocker. And yeah, that was a, that was a worry for me and probably still is a bit of a worry, to be honest. So um, I'm sure they'll be uh, putting some putting some balls under his bar kind of early doors to to test him out. And I'm yeah. sure a lot of the, uh, the current Wednesday crop know a lot about his kind of weaknesses and maybe yeah. his strengths as well. But yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really interesting one. Is there any difference to how Wednesday play home and away, or is it a certain brand of Darren Moore football? Um, we've tried Plan B away in the past, and we, we've we've flirted with a, a four rather than a five. We set up with, with with a three that's quite fluid and becomes a five. Um, if we were critical, our five is a little bit too deep at times, um, but we've we've sort of stuck with that. Whether that be through uh, trying to find our rhythm again. Um, the the fact that we've gone on the run uh, or lack of personnel, to be honest with you, at the moment we um, we we don't seem to have the depth that can that means that we can change things. So you know we we, we move things about um, in terms of bringing the subs on, but we we don't have the flexibility to go to a, a four or a four three three uh, with the personnel that we've got at the moment. So for that reason, we 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 do tend to set up and we will um try and play football on on sunday um it's not any different uh when we when when we're at home to, to when we go away um the one thing i will say is that you know as you guys are at, at pride park we're very we're very proud of our club and we're, we're very staunch and it'll be it'll be it'll be noisy on sunday it will um until Derby scoring the first five minutes, and then he'll be absolutely abject. <laughs> be like a library but i, I, I don't i don't see us um I don't see us sitting back and, and playing defensively. We can be quite slow when we play out from the back, depending on the personnel. Flint plays square a lot, um, whereas heck, we came in on on Sunday, uh, sorry Saturday, just gone, and he will take the ball forward and try and play through the thirds a, l- a little bit more than we do when he's not in the in in the side. Um, but I, I don't see us deviating from what we've been doing recently. To be honest with you, that sounds that sounds really good. Um, in terms of, I suppose, weaknesses that, that Derby could exploit then, is there anything that you think is your Achilles heel at the moment? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we just have, we haven't, we, we, we haven't recovered from losing buyers. So our midfield three, that is a strong midfield three, um, we, we, we just haven't had that plan B. And we, we, we suffered from not signing players in January. And there was a lot of talk that we didn't do much business um, in the transfer window, when whereas Ipswich and Plymouth have. And people will point to that and say, well, that's the reason that they've gone up and they've kicked on. Um, we had six players in the middle of the park in January. We didn't need anybody else. We had a Denneran coming back. We had Deli Bashiru, who was absolutely phenomenal at the start of the season. We had Backinson, who come in um, from Bristol City. Um, and was that sort of fourth. Uh, midfielder, if you like, that you know, with the injuries that we've had, combinations of those players have come in um, and have offered us absolutely nothing in terms of that sort of second string, if you like. Um, so we struggle there. Um, we've been the last couple of games we played Callum Patterson in sort of a ten role behind Smith and Gregory, um, which has left us a little bit. I don't see that happening on on um, on Sunday. I think we'll be a little bit more conservative in terms of going back to a three that's a little bit more solid. Um, it would depend on what happens at the back. Uh, it depends which version of Dominic Iorfa turns up. Um, he will either be uh, an absolute phenomenon or he'll be Bambi on ice. 
Um, and he's a confidence player. If he if he wins his first header, if he wins his first duel on the floor, his challenge, wins his first tackle, he'll be very good for us on Sunday. But if he makes a mistake and people get on his back, as they do, the fan base does, um, he goes within himself, and you know he could any anything could happen there. So, if I were a Derby fan looking out for a player that's probably going to cost us or cost Sheffield Wednesday um, in a one-on-one situation, Dominic Iorf is probably the one that I'd be looking to make the mistake. Um, although Hecky coming back in has shored him up a little bit over the last game and a half, so hopefully, fingers crossed, he's 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 hit a, a decent bit of form at the right time. And where do you see Derby if they were to win this game? Is it is it McGoldrick? Is it Mendes Lang? What's where's your kind of thoughts on the players that can cause you problems? We don't see any further, um, respectfully, we don't see any further than McGoldrick. I think that's probably because he's his profile um, and the fact that he's a, a, he's a United player, isn't he? A former United player. So he's the one that we look out for. He's the one that is, you know, we, he's got his turning heads. And we, we say it through gritted teeth. Um, a lot of the chat on our side of things has been, um, you know, you're bantering, you're, you're moaning and complaining about players that haven't made the player of the, uh, the team of the season. Um how he didn't get in was surprising, given the the, the you know the, the the records that he's made, the, the goals he scored, the assists, and so forth. Um, I can see him coming back and breaking our hearts a little bit. Um, certainly not if Sunday, um, if we end up playing you in the playoffs, he's the player that I worry about the most as well. Um, I don't want to see David McGoldrick three times in the next two weeks. <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's fair, and yeah, to go back to that seeing. Windass getting over McGoldrick was very confusing. And I suppose seeing Hurahan as well, who I think he's gone under the radar a little bit, but he's probably not in my top three performers for the season for Derby. So very surprised not to see Cashin in there, for example. And I think actually Wildsmith had an outside chance of getting in there. I think he's, he's had a really good debut season. So... But yeah, the, there you the, go. The, the, the Wildsmith one, uh, sorry, the goalkeeper one surprises me. Um, Wildsmith and Dawson were historically as at Sheffield Wednesday were neck and neck, and I think um, whatever the circumstances were at the back end of last season over pre-season, uh, Dawson's come back in after getting the Player of the Year at Exeter last year. Um, Cooper getting the, the the Player of the season, getting in the team of the season. Um, despite not having kicked a ball since February. Um, it's bizarre. It, it is. Windass, uh, a lot of our fans will turn around and say, well, when he's been in, he's been excellent. And he has, but he's he's missed half the season, near enough. So, you know, we many of us were as surprised as anybody else to, to have seen uh, Windass in the team. Um, I'm a little bit, on our side of things, on our podcast, I'm a little bit of a fanboy for Liam Palmer. Um, I get absolute pelters. Um, a Shepherd Wednesday fan that's come through. Um, we've had our Player of the Season uh, awards this this Sunday just gone, and he's cleaned up. He's won absolutely everything. Um, never anything less than a seven out of ten. Um, but there's it it been nowhere near any sort of conversations this year, and it's just it surprises me. He's played more football than anybody else, and um, has been part of that run, the undefeated run, um, and has quietly gone about his business this year. I'd like to have seen him get plaudits a little bit sort of higher profile than just Sheffield Wednesday, but it wasn't to be. It's strange, isn't it? I think some some not every player can have the limelight, I guess, but there are players for teams at this level that, like you say, quietly go about their business. They never have a bad game. They might not have an outstanding game where they score a hat trick or yeah. somersault when they score, but they've they've yeah. they've always got that 
that kind of seven out of ten that a standard i guess so yeah that's yeah. That's, that's understandable yeah. well it's come to the time where i get uh your prediction for the game on sunday stevie so what are you what are you thinking uh, i think it's going to be a i think i think we're going to draw i think it's going to be a one-all um I, I i and i think you'll be all right i think we're going to see plenty more of each other over the next two weeks to be honest with you um yeah, I, I, I don't see Barnsley slipping up against Peterborough. and I, I think a draw will, will, will see things elsewhere, won't they? Um, I can see us probably going in front, um, scoring a goal, um, Smith or Gregory uh, up top. But I can see us conceding late in the second half for you guys to, to come back into it. And a, a nervy sort of last 10 minutes where you guys can push on. Um, you'll, you'll feel the tide turn if if we aren't sort of comfortably on top on, on Sunday. We're still in that getting over the, the disappointment of not going up automatically. So it's, it's going to be quite a volatile sort of environment, if you like. Yeah, I, I feel something similar. I think my, my heart says a draw. I think my head says that potentially we could we could actually lose the game. And I'm always the pessimistic one. I'm the optimistic one. I'm, I'm the one that's the positive. <laughs> um, if yeah, I can... I can... I could cheer you up by telling you that um, I, I, we found out today on our group chat that uh, we've not won on Sky since MK Dons last year uh, in April. So we've not won on Sky in over a year. So that's great and news. That includes, <laughs> and that includes the Forest Green game as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And Oxford. Well, don't forget Oxford. <laughs> that's a good That's a good stat. Yeah, we, we don't like the Sky cameras either, to be honest, apart from actually when we played you last time on Sky. Yeah. Well, I think that was, the, that was probably the last time. But uh, yeah, I, I just think it's it's one of those, isn't it? I think coming to Hillsborough is going to be tough. Um, yeah, my, my head says my head says possibly a loss, but my heart says a one-all draw and we do enough. And we, like you say, there we see you again um, a couple more times, a couple more times this season. But like I've said, it's set up to be a, a fantastic game. There's lots of stories there, whether it be ex-players or, or just the amount of experience in that midfield. Something's got to give. Um, so, yeah, I, I suppose on my side, I'm hoping that we can do enough to to get in those playoff places and uh, and go again. But, um, yeah, let's let's see what happens on a on an early kickoff on, on Sunday, which is quite peculiar, but yeah, I um, yeah, just want to thank you obviously for, for coming on tonight. Um, and speaking about the game. Yeah, no, no worries at all. Um, if you have enjoyed this preview, then let us know, give us five stars on whatever you're listening to. Um, we will be back talking about this game. Um, I believe Sunday or Monday um, after the game, hopefully we're in good spirits. I've had a bet on Peterborough to finish top six just to cover my back. So I'll either be a hundred pound up or uh, I'll be a yeah, hundred pound up and crying or smiling with a bit less money in my, in my account. But uh, yeah, I can't, can't really lose, I suppose. But yeah, Stevie, thanks again. And look Anytime. forward to uh, hopefully seeing you again next year when we, uh, well, actually, no, we won't see you again next year if we've got the preview, if we go up. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't want to see you next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. Cheers, Steve. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 
from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.